And now, insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. It's a common expression, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the GEICO app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold, emergency roadside assistance, digital ID cards, bill pay. Get the GEICO app, look it in the mouth, get amazing services. Thank you. Welcome to Fire Talk Radio, teaching the unfiltered Word of God with the anointing of His Spirit, with subjects on eternity and the choices we make that determine our eternal destiny. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Fire Talk Radio. This is Deborah Lacewell joining you tonight. I'm your host. And I'm glad that you have joined me tonight, whatever part of the world that you are listening to me from. I'm really, really glad that you're here. And uh, tonight, I'm going to be starting another topic from the 12 Pillars of Faith. Uh, So I'm going to be starting that tonight. It's called Worship. And tonight, I'm going to be doing, since there's um, not that much Time left in the month, I'm going to be doing two episodes tonight, basically two parts, because it's going to be like around about an hour each, roughly, give or take, depending on how things go. And then I'm going to be doing either one or two episodes that I'm going to pre-record for this coming Monday and then probably the last episode. So I'm looking at the calendar, and we have today's Friday and next Friday, because there's five, actually five Fridays in this in this month, or there were. So 23rd and the 30th. So tonight I'm going to be doing two parts, but you don't have to worry. You don't have to go anywhere. I'm not going to edit them or cut them or anything like that. And then on Monday, I'm going to play pre-record and play two more parts. And then I'm going to finish the last part and pre-record and upload it for this coming Friday on the 30th. And then for tomorrow, for Jesus, the ultimate healer, I'm going to be finishing up uh, either tomorrow or the next Friday. So I'm going to pre-record those as well and upload them, or I may do them live. But uh got a busy week coming up next week, uh, starting Sunday the 25th, winter camp meeting, and I'm really, really looking forward to that. If you've never been or, or never had a chance to go, I would highly, highly recommend going. Um it's just, it's a wonderful time, uh, just saturation and nothing but focusing on God and being in His presence and His direction for your life. So it's just, it is a it's a wonderful wonderful time. In fact, I'm going to play a quick clip. It's just a minute long, and I'll be right back with you. Hey, Rodney Outbound here, inviting you to come and be a part with us. Winter, Signs and Wonders Camp Meeting right here in Tampa, Florida, the 25th of January through the 1st of February. Two meetings a day, 
Sunday to Sunday is going to be epic. Get on a plane, get in a train, get in a bus, a bicycle, the back of the camel, whatever you need to do in a canoe. Get you to Tampa. It's going to be a time of great praise and worship and the ministry of the Word and the move of the Holy Spirit. And the theme of this week is called Possessing the Land. And I believe 2015 is going to be a year of possessing the land. And we're going to see a mass mobilization of God's people for what God's purpose and plan is for their life for 2015. So what better way to dedicate right in the opening month of 2015. Come and be a part in the winter Signs and Wonders camp meeting. I'm looking to see you. Come on. In 1997, Drs. Rodney and Adonica Howard Brown launched the River Bible Institute. The vision is plain, to train men and women in the spirit of revival for ministry in the 21st century. Since its opening day, the River Bible Institute has been a launching pad for ministries to be sent to the far-flung corners of the globe. Until now, to be a student, to sit under the anointing and teaching, you needed to travel to Tampa, Florida. But get ready. In 2011, RBI goes online and comes to you. We're getting ready to release an anointed program of study that you can take at your own pace and in the comfort of your own home. Now you sit under the same teaching and experience the same anointing as the students in Tampa. In our initial program, you study stewardship, knowing the person of the Holy Spirit and the anointing. If relocating to Tampa hasn't been possible for you, if leaving your place of work has been a barrier, then RBI Online is for you. RBI Online, launching early 2011. Register your interest today. It is a place 
where you will be empowered to make a difference and set your world on fire with revival. God is calling for all believers. Will you answer? That's a good question. Will you answer the call? Will you answer the call God has put on your life? Will you answer the call of the lost? Questioning is is God real? Uh, if if you have always been interested in going to Bible college or uh, a college that teaches worship, but money has been an obstacle, I am delighted to tell you that I have been authorized by administration of the school to give you a free scholarship. You don't have to pay it back at all. It is for you, free. And I'm excited to give that scholarship to you. Really excited. And just know that... uh, um, God God makes a way, and uh, if you're interested, uh, another intake is, is starting in August. You may say, well, that's a bit uh, far away, but before you know it, <laughs> time goes by quickly. It'll be here, and it gives you time to prepare, time to get your application in. If you're interested in finding out further, more information about it, you can just go to River. BibleInstitute.com or RiverSchoolOfWorship.com and there's also another school that is offered and that is is um, that is the River School of Government and but at this present time there are not any scholarships for that but don't let that deter you because God will make a way you're called into that that ministry he will definitely definitely make a way so i am now if you know of anybody that has the call of God in their on their life and money has been an obstacle in their life or something like that, then you, I am authorized to give you the authorization to give them a scholarship. How exciting is that? So if you've already been through Bible college or you, you've, you've already answered the call or just whatever the case may be, you're authorized to give them a, a scholarship. And if they know somebody that has a call of God on their life, they can give them a scholarship as well. And it just keeps on going and going and going. So you just, I'm authorized to give you a scholarship. You can give them a scholarship. They can give someone else and someone else and so on and so on and so forth so that it's a ripple effect. And that, to me, is very exciting because it's a wonderful Bible college and it's just, it's, it's a great place to be where you it's, it's their anointing of God is there, the anointing of the Holy Ghost is there, and you will just be forever changed. I know that 
my life has never been the same. I've done I've I've completed two years of Bible college there. And then God placed radio. Of course, he placed, actually, he placed uh, doing radio on my heart way before that. I just didn't know he'd have me teaching and all that because uh, I just was not not exactly sure uh, what I would be doing, but here I am. So you never know what the Lord has planned for you and what he wants to do through you. So answer that call. Check out the websites, and the River School of Government is just at theriverschoolofgovernment.com. And you can also go to revival.com, and you can check it out over there. And uh, you can find all kinds of things on there. You can listen to archives of church services, and you can also watch the church services live. So for the camp meeting that's starting this Sunday, you can actually watch it live online on there or on their YouTube channel as well, which there will be a link there on revival.com on the homepage. So it's a it's a wonderful time. So that will be coming Sunday, starting the 25th to the following Sunday, and it will be two meetings a day, 10 in the morning and 7 p.m., so I know it's going to be an awesome time. If you have any prayer needs at all tonight, feel free to call 866-857-4837. That is 866-857-4837. Operators are standing by. And if um, uh, just tell them you are listening on to to me on Fire Talk Radio, and I gave the prayer prayer line, and uh, you can call that line twenty four seven. And if nobody answers live, you can still press one two three for any kind of prayer um, for certain kind of prayers. And trust me, there will be an anointed person on the other end of the line. Uh, rec- it may be recorded, but it's still anointed because I've had to call myself a few times. It was still very anointed, so I could feel the, his anointing and his presence. And I'm going to get a song by Freddie Haler called Glory to the Lamb, and then I'll be right back with you to get back into tonight's lessons. Lamb upon 
check out his his music and his website on songofangels.com. So you can check that out. It's it's uh he's very anointed. And I'm going to get into tonight's lesson. I should say lessons. In spirit and in truth, that's how we worship. Is this, these are the teachings on my worship. Foundation scripture is John 4, verses 19 through 20. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where we ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship we know we know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming and now is when the worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. And that was John chapter 4, verses 19 through 24 in the New King James Version. And, and, and it said in there, you worship, you know not what. So, but in uh, verse 23... Well, let me get let me go back a second. It's a uh, a lot of people are trying to find uh trying to trying to reach out to God and in in different ways. They um but in uh, verse twenty three it says, "But the hour is coming, and now is when the true worshippers." will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. Now, Jesus said the Father is seeking true worshipers. The Father is seeking people who will worship him from their mouth and their heart. So, let's see... You worship in vain if your mouth worships, but your heart is not submitted to God. Matthew fifteen eight through 9, New King James Version, reads, These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me, and in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. It's an, it's unprofitable to offer a sacrifice of worship from a disobedient heart. 1 Samuel 15:22 in the Amplified says Samuel said, "Has the Lord as great a delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices 
as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. So what is being said here? It's basically... If there's any repentance in your, I mean, if there's anything that needs to be repented for, any sin in your life or any habitual sin, seek God for deliverance. You have to, have to fast and pray for it. I'm talking about like habitual sins. If there's something that you've done wrong, you just go and ask the Lord to forgive you and truly mean it and repent from it, which means turn 180 degrees from it, not just keep going back and forth, back and forth. I'm sorry. Um, you're forgiven, I'm sorry, you're forgiven, I'm sorry, you're forgiven. And just keep on, uh, just have your heart, keep your heart right, obey the voice of God when he tells you to do something. I know that sometimes, sometimes um, the Lord will say, the Holy, I'll hear the Holy Spirit saying something to me to do something and then I don't I don't obey right away or I don't I I'll just be real with you, I don't I don't do it. And I heard the voice of the Lord. I mean I, I listened but I didn't listen and obey. So <clears throat> excuse me. It's it's very, very important to have our heart right. So, if you're, if if there's uh, any sin in our life, I, you know, if you're, if you're ever in church worshiping, or you're at home worshiping and praising, and maybe music or something like that, you're trying to get into the presence of God, and then all of a sudden, if you something comes up to your mind about maybe something that you did wrong earlier or maybe you had an argument with somebody, or you did something you weren't supposed to, whatever the case may be, something something that you, and you, you keep trying to push it down because you want to, you want to just like not think about it, you want to, you want to worship the Lord, and this thing keeps popping up and popping up and popping up. Well, actually, that's the Lord putting this in front of you, saying, please, may to forgive you, Truly mean it from your heart, repent, ask my grace to repent so that we can move forward because worshiping him in the beauty of his holiness who can stand before the Lord, he has a clean hands and pure heart. So we need to, when we worship him that way, we can worship him unhindered without any obstacles in our in our way. Being a true worshiper is to worship is from the heart. Worship is not a religious act of posture, stance, or tone. Like, for example, worship is not always, you don't, it's not always on your face, although it's not always laying prostrate on your face before God or with your hands lifted high or standing or kneeling, not that these things don't happen in true acts of worship, but you don't have to do these things in order to worship. It's not just that, and it's not only that. It's the heart. 
crying out deep, calling unto deep. Like Psalm 42.7 says deep, calls unto deep. And now ten lepers were healed and only one came back to say thanks. Nine were cleansed, but one was made whole. In Luke 17, verses 15 through 19, King James Version, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save the stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. Now, the other lepers were cleansed. They were healed. But this this one leper that came back to give thanks to God was made whole. Can you imagine if, if maybe he had some... That means that everything, if he had three fingers that fell off, they were back on again because he was made whole. He was not just healed. He was made whole. So everything that was taken from him through the disease was restored to him, and he was whole. The other ones were healed. It means they didn't have any more leprosy. But this one, he was made whole. And it's important to have a thankful, thankful heart. No matter what we go through or what life throws our way, even to just, maybe you're not in the practice of being thankful all the time. Or even maybe you have to be reminded or maybe you could set your alarm on your on your cell phone or your your clock. Something to set your alarm, your timer, to set your alarm to remind yourself to just for 10 minutes or 15 minutes or if you're not used to just a couple minutes at a time, just go through 10 things you're thankful for. Maybe you'd be surprised. Once you start, you'll you'll find more things to be grateful for and more things to be thankful for. And thank you, God, for waking me up this morning. Thank you, I have breath in my lungs. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for delivering me. Thank you for these wonderful listeners on your radio show. Praise God and just keep thanking him. Thank him for that you can see, that you can hear, you can talk, you can walk, if those are the cases. And if you can't, then thank him for what you can find in those things. Just be thankful. You'd be surprised. It really turns your whole attitude and your whole outlook around. 
true worship does not spring forth only in good times. It springs forth out of and in the middle of the darkest seasons of life. For example, Jonah in the fish fish's belly. Uh, he was on, he had a lot of time to think about why he was being disobedient when he was in the belly. He had three days to think about that and he finally got out of there. Think about the the Hebrew children that would not bow down. I mean, to the they ended up throwing them in the fiery furnace, and they still praised. And Jesus was the fourth man in the fire. Praise God. There's Daniel in the lion's den. David tending sheep. Oh my, what a that's a lot of people think about David when he's tending the sheep and how he just worshipped and praised God during his time and that's where Saul found I mean not Saul, that's where Samuel found him was was in the in the field with the sheep. That's where God knew God knows where you're at. He sees what you're doing right now. And he knows what's going on in your life. He sees your heart. He knows your thoughts. He knows the number of hairs on your head or lack thereof. He knows everything about you and he still loves you. So he saw David there and he knew he was there and he sent sent Samuel to anoint him to be king. He's out there worshiping. A lot of people who are familiar with the Bible think about this one as well. Paul and Silas, when they were in prison, they got locked up, thrown in, thrown in prison, locked up, and beaten. And they were in, in stocks, chains, and probably had rats everywhere. And they, they were in the, the deepest parts of the, of the jail. <laughs> they could have been complaining. They could have started complaining, but they... Instead, they started praising the Lord, worshiping him. And I'm not talking about a little song that they didn't want to wake the other prisoners, but this is at midnight they began to praise and worship. And it's often said that after they were worshiping for a while, it was the first jailhouse rock because all the, all the, there was like, there's an earthquake and the jail, the jail cells opened. Your praise unlocks somebody's breakthrough your praise your worship and your obedience can unlock the door and break the chains and unloose the bands of the prisoners who are waiting to be set free your praise unlocks is the key that unlocks the chains of the prisoners that are still bound. Praise God for praise. We put all our attention on him when we're worshiping and praising him from a pure heart. We just put all of our focus on him and really just come to him just because we want to love on him and worship him. Just first seek ye, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, and all these things shall be added unto you. So when we come in praise, prayer 
is actually pray, uh, worship is actually the highest form of prayer because we come before God not asking for anything not not requesting anything we don't come with a laundry list we just come to love on him and exalt him for how wonderful he is and in the midst of that he takes care of our every need when the praises go up the blessings come down I've often heard it say said another one was Jesus in the garden at Gethsemane you know after he left or as they left the upper room for him to go pray for him to go to the Garden of Gethsemane. Do you know that Jesus sang a hymn? Says after they were finished with all that, he sang a hymn. And to me, that is amazing for somebody that knows that they're gonna what is gonna happen to them. the agony and the torture that is going to is going to soon be upon them for them to just come out and as he leaves sing a hymn that's that's a uh, that is definitely 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 a beautiful, beautiful thing. That's definitely worship. It says in Matthew 26, and let's see, let's start with 29. It says, but I say, I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And in verse 30 is the one I'm talking about. After singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. So on his way to go pray in the Garden of Gethsemane, he he, he started to worship and sang a song of praise to to his to to God, I mean to me that's wonderful. So Jesus and in all of that, all of that, he sang a song. So let's get back here to um, now. All circumstances don't have to have to be the best for worship to be true worship true worship originates from a from a heart whose trust hope and faith are in the lord and not in a temp- temporary situation so for example if you've got money or you don't have a lot of money um, you don't have to have money to be happy and worship. You don't have to have a lot of money to be happy and worship. It, whatever the circumstances, it's not just a temporary situation. It just worship Him 
but worship him no matter what. And true worship comes from a pure heart, a heart that is pure and holy, a heart that is ablaze on fire, a heart full of passion, a heart full of faith. True worshipers worship the Father in spirit and in truth. There is a difference between Old Testament worship and New Testament worship. In the Old Testament, God inhabits the praise of his people. So God inhabited the praise of his people. In the New Testament, God inhabits his people of praise. That's pretty awesome. Now, in Ephesians five eighteen through twenty, it, King James version, it reads, "And be not drunk with wine." wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we rejoice and give thanks always for all things. Worship will never stop. For all eternity, we will joyfully, joyfully be worshiping him. They're up in heaven right now still worshiping him. And it's just, He's wonderful and he's worthy. Only he is worthy of praise. And I know that I started late with this lesson because I was finishing up the other lesson. So, and this is the first part of it. But let's start a month of just worship. Worship is a lifestyle. Worship is not just for Sunday, it's not just for when you go to church, it's not just because you feel like it's your religious duty, but it's a lifestyle. And there's a sacrifice of praise as well. You know, there's a sacrifice of praise as well to when you're going through hard times as I spoke of earlier or you know you're going to go through hard times like Jesus before he went to to Gethsemane so just always always sacrifice of praise as well every day thank him and give him praise for his goodness his mercy and his grace think about where you you could be if he didn't save you and thank him 
even if he doesn't do one more single thing for us, he's worthy to be praised and honored and worshipped and revered and thanked and given gratitude just to, to love him. He's worthy of all of that. He's worthy of it all. So remember to thank him daily and knowing that knowing that he is so, so, so good. And that is concluding part one. And in a few moments after some uh, things I'm going to talk to you about and another song or two, I'm going to start part two. And then I wanted to uh, tell you that if nobody's ever told you that God loves you, he has a great plan for your life. You might have just tuned in right now this very second, and you might be wondering what's this about. Maybe maybe clicked on accidentally. Well, I want to let you know that God loves you. He loves you. He loves you and has a great, wonderful plan for your life. And God forbid, if you should die this very second, you know for sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that you would go to heaven. The Holy Bible reads, We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if you want to make sure you're going to go to heaven, just mean it with your heart and repeat after me. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me. Cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose from the dead. I believe that you are coming back again for me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost. A hunger for the things of God. And a holy boldness to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am saved, I am forgiven, and I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. I forgive everyone who ever hurt me, neglected me, or abused me, or said anything against me. And I also forgive myself for doing anything wrong against myself or others. Jesus, I receive your forgiveness. I release all who have hurt me. Come and fill me with your peace, your joy, and your love. Amen. I want to tell you as a servant of Jesus Christ, I want to tell you today that all of your sins are forgiven you. Always remember to run to God and not from Him because He loves you so much, has a great plan for your life. 
I'll be back with you after this song. At the stars in the night, I At your lightning in the sky, I shudder Your glory is a blanket that covers every living thing And it feels like there's not enough praise inside All these words, all my heart can sing is holy. You are holy. In Jesus Christ, you bled your love, laid down yourself and gave me life. In naked shame, you hung. Love me this way So on my 
with many infallible proofs. Infallible means you can't, it's, it's undeniably that it's true and that it's real. It's after his resurrection, and then he ascended into heaven where he's seated at the right hand of the Father, ever living to make intercession for you and me. So he's always praying for us 24-7. So we may think, oh, no, I've got nobody to pray for me. I've got to get in agreement with somebody. Just get in agreement with Jesus and his word. I know it's, I'm, I'm not saying it's not good to have somebody pray for you and get in agreement with you, but if you feel like you don't have anybody, you've always got Jesus, I mean, who's not going to answer their child with 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 what they're requesting? If if it's something good, and we know Jesus prays according to the will, the perfect will of of God. Oh, on the wonderful day of Pentecost, Jesus said, "I will not leave you comfortless, but come to you in the form of the Holy Spirit." The day of Pentecost, when they were all with one accord and. Uh, in the upper room they were all seated and with one accord and suddenly the sound of a mighty rushing wind filled the place where they were seated in tongues cloven tongues of the fire sat upon each head and so the day of Pentecost when people who didn't even they heard uh, other people it was during, during a feast and people were from all over the place that had come to this place Come to be to be in this during the day of Pentecost. Well, the day of Pentecost happened, and all of these people heard the disciples speaking in their own language. And these disciples had never taken their, had never you know, didn't learn their language, but they heard them speaking the wonders and the marvels of God. And they were praying in tongues, and they got their heavenly language, and they were filled with that sweet Holy Spirit and empowered to be witnesses. That's a wonderful, wonderful thing. I thank God for the day of Pentecost. And, you know, they, a lot of people thought they were drunk, but they were not drunk. They were drunk on the new wine the new wine that they were filled to overflowing with the presence of God and in his presence this fullness of joy and at his right hand pleasures forevermore and we're out in the world and drinking the old wine which is alcohol or of some sort that give you a hangover make you fall around and act goofy and do things you forget or wouldn't ordinarily do. The new line is the presence of God and his, his, his wonder, his Holy Spirit poured out and, as I said in the other lesson, be being filled so we have we can be uh, have the baptism in the Holy Ghost and the infilling, but we need to keep stirring the gift that was was given us by the laying on of hands, and we need to keep feeding feeding that and uh, with the Word of God, feeding our spirit man with the Word of God, and we need to to keep being be being filled. 
singing to ourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual spiritual songs. So, anyway, I just wanted to tell you in case you might be a somebody that's never heard about these things. I don't want to just assume that you know what the cross, resurrection, and Pentecost means. I want to give you a little bit of information about what they mean. And in 2 Timothy, chapter 2, verse 15, in the New King James Version, it reads, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of God, or the word of truth. Now, just a little bit of a warning there. If we can rightly divide the Word of God, it means we can wrongly divide the Word of God. So we need to be careful and be led by the Holy Ghost. And and before you read the Word of God, ask the Holy Spirit to give you, to to help you, to make it alive to you, to make it real to you, to give you revelation, to help you understand what it means. And He will. Tell them you don't just want to read it like a newspaper or just a book or just lightly read through it like a magazine, but you want it to, to jump off the pages and into your heart and become real to you. Now, what changed everything from Old Testament worship to New Testament worship? What what changed it? What what made it change? What Where's the difference? I mean, what changed it is the veil of the temple was torn in two. In Matthew twenty-seven fifty-one, the Holy Spirit came out of the earthly tabernacle made by the hands of man to come and live in our hearts. Hallelujah. We are his temple made by his hands. The temple, they had a the tabernacle, the tabernacle of Moses, and it, the tabernacle was built, and that's where they kept the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God. And so, but when that veil, when Jesus went on the cross and he, he paid the ultimate price, that veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. So that was from top to bottom, and it was a thick, very, very thick, very thick um, materials. It was it was thick, and it was not torn. If uh, if it was torn from from bottom to top, it would be. And indicative, indicative, indicating that that um, that that man had done it. So um, it was it was very very very. Very thick. I was just looking on here, and it talks about how 
trying to find on online about how it says here the veil would have been up to 15 feet high and 18 feet long. That's pretty big. As to the weight of it, let's see, it says here. The Bible doesn't say, and it says, Tradition says that two horses hooked to it would not have been able to pull it in two. Can you imagine? Two horses hooked to the veil could not have been able to pull it in two. It was so thick. It was that thick. So, it says in uh, Matthew twenty-seven fifty through 54, Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake, and the rocks rent. And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose. Basically, when they say slept, they mean those who died before. They got up, and I mean, and they came out of the graves after his resurrection, and went into the holy city, and appeared unto many. Now, when the centurion and they that were with him. Watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things that were done, they feared greatly, saying, Truly, this was the Son of God. I'm going to actually go and verify that scripture. But this will show you just how thick that was and how hard it was for the um, just two horses couldn't even pull it apart. So it was uh, just they couldn't they couldn't pull it apart if they just couldn't do it. So the um, so it's it's uh, we are now. His temple, we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And when Jesus died and and the the veil was torn from top to bottom, he came out of the, the tabernacle made by human hands and came to live and dwell <laughs> inside our hearts, hallelujah, inside this earthly tabernacle. Never more to live in a tabernacle made by man, but to live inside of man. Well, praise God. And true worship comes from the heart. And we can learn a lesson from the children of Israel so would you turn with me in your Bibles to Exodus 32 and verses 1 through 8. We can learn a lot from them. 
we can learn a lot from people's mistakes. And hopefully, if we have enough wisdom, we won't make the same mistakes. And that's the wisdom by learning from other people's mistakes. We won't have to make them ourselves. And we'll be the more, the wiser. Now, when the people saw that Moses delaying, delayed coming down from the mountain, the people got, gathered together to Aaron and said to him, Come, make us gods that shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. And Aaron said to them, Break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives, your sons, and your daughters, and bring them to me. So all the people broke off the golden earrings which were in their ears and brought them to Aaron. And he received the gold from their hand. And he fashioned it into an engrave, with an engraving tool and made a molded calf. Then they said, This is your God, O Israel, Oh, wow. That brought you out of the land of Egypt. So when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it, and Aaron made a proclamation and said, Tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. Then they rose early on the next day, offered burnt offerings, and brought peace offerings, and people sat down to eat and drink and rose up play. And the Lord said to Moses, Go. Get down, for your people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made themselves a molded calf and worshipped it and sacrificed it and said, This is your God, O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. Wow, can you imagine this? They had all these miracles, they had all the signs and wonders, they had God providing for them. They, there was not sick or feeble one among them. Their their clothes didn't, didn't grow old, their shoes grew on them, their clothes grew on them. As they grew, it grew on them. And they didn't even... And, and then they, they make a golden calf... Or gold, like a gold idol, and say that that idol that they just made from their hands of, with the gold from the gold earrings <laughs> brought them out of the land of Egypt. It's, and then Aaron, he didn't even it, it, he didn't even try to dissuade them. Didn't try to say, "Oh, well, Moses has been gone a little while, but we need to be patient. God's seen us; He's brought us through." All the plagues that he put upon Pharaoh and the Egyptians, he he brought us through. Just be patient, have faith, believe, and trust that he just brings bring me all the gold. I'm not judging, but I, I don't understand. I because while Moses was in the glory, they were building a golden calf and they were worshiping it. And that sounds like the modern church. I know what is uh, um, what is a golden cap in today's context? 
I mean, the reason I say it sounds like the modern day church is because of the one of uh, sometimes in places that there it's it's anything goes kind of thing. But it just is to worship Him in spirit and truth, and the golden calf in today's context. It it can be anything that takes away from the presence of the Lord. Anything that draws attention away from God himself. And we don't need to we we don't need anything other than our hearts, our hands, our mouths, our feet, and his presence. His manifest presence is what we look for, what we need. His glory, Shekinah glory, manifest presence. And a, a, I've gotten a note here, a type of Pentecost. The priest could not stand to minister. In 2 Chronicles 5, verses 11 through 14 in King James Version, It says, And it came to pass when the priests were come out of the holy place, for all the priests that were present were sanctified and did not not then wait by course. Also the Levites, which were the singers, all of them of Asaph and Heman and Jeduthun with their sons and their brethren, being arrayed in white linen, having cymbals and psalteries and harps, stood at the east end of the altar, and with them a hundred and twenty priests sounding with trumpets. It came even to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice, with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praise the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endures forever, that then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priests could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. Wow. Praise God. It says that when they were all united, and in, um, let me find that, there were 120 priests and sonic came to pass. The singers, uh, the trumpeters, everybody was were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. So right now, why don't we just take the next 30 seconds, 30 to 60 seconds, and by faith, all of us around the world where you're listening from, we praise the Lord together and become as one, the one sound. And then the glory of God is going to show up big time as anointing. But why don't we just thank him, praise him, and do whatever you feel led to pray. And and, uh, right now, 
Father God, I just thank you. You're so awesome. You're just wonderful. You're so good. You're so great. You're so marvelous. You're so wonderful. You're so holy. You're so gracious. You're so precious. You're so pure. You're so wonderful. You're so good. For the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. Lord, you are good, and your mercy endures forever. Lord, you are good, and your mercy endures forever. Lord, you are good, and your mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I bless your name. I praise your name. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all you've done and all you do. You're so good. You're so worthy. You're so holy. I give you praise. My heart does magnify you. You alone are holy. You alone are good. You alone are worthy to be praised. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for taking that praise break with me. And I don't know about you, but I feel I feel the anointing of the Lord. And I was thinking about what I just read to you and how they had 120 priests, and they were all with one accord, and the glory. Clouds, the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. And um, it's definitely a type of Pentecost. It's a type and shadow of the day of Pentecost, which you can read about in the book of Acts, chapter 2, starting at verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, They were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. It's definitely, definitely like that, because they're all in one accord. There's 120 there, there are 120 priests here. And the priests, they uh, and could not enter the room. In 2 Chronicles 7, verses 1 through 3, and the King James Version, it reads, Now when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the house, and the priests could not enter into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the house, the Lord's house. And when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down, and the glory of the Lord upon the house, 
They bowed themselves with their faces to the ground upon the pavement and worshipped and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. In the 2 Chronicles 5:11 through 14, what we just read, the priests could not stand to minister. They were in the house, but they couldn't. They were so overcome with the glory of God that they could not stand to minister. They were just. There's uh, a lot in my church. There's the the anointing is, is so strong, and the Holy Spirit is allowed to do what He wants to do. Allowed to touch His people how He wants to touch His people, and oftentimes the the person ministering, uh, preaching, will be come overcome by the Holy Spirit by the presence of the Holy Spirit that it takes them a few minutes to get to get themselves together because they may be laughing or they may be just standing there just so overcome they can't even speak in in English so they're praying in tongues or so but it's a wonderful church I love it and the presence of the Lord is so strong I highly encourage you if you're in the area, or even if you're not in the area, come to to the church. It's on 3738 River International Drive, Tampa, Florida, 33610. And the phone number is 813-971-9999. Do you get a chance to come here for winter camp meeting even if it's for a couple of days, preferably the whole time, but even if it's only a couple of days, God will radically change you and your life. So, um, and if you can watch the services, if you can't come watch the services live online and go back to YouTube, the channel there, which you can find a link to on on the uh, revival.com, and you can go and you can watch it you can watch it live on youtube and and go back and watch it keep watching it if necessary it's such an awesome awesome church and the presence of god is so strong he's so wonderful it's so awesome so i just encourage you to 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 do everything possible to attend in person if you can't possibly like i said just watch online and even you can watch the archives as well. Now back to the lesson. So the fire fell. The fire fell because the house was filled with the cloud glory. They worshipped saying the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. For the Lord is good, his mercy endures forever. And that's in both of the two of um, passages uh, that I read to you earlier. That's in 2 Chronicles 5, 
verses 11 through 14, and 2 Chronicles 7, verses 1 through 3. They, they were saying, the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Definitely is good, and his mercy endures forever. So, so wonderful. So, he's definitely, definitely, definitely worth praising and uh, giving glory to. So, I just wanted to... uh, Going to... I was just looking here for an appropriate song what might be good to uh um to play here so I was looking on here as I was uh as I was talking to you I have a lot of things I'm doing besides just talking I'm actually looking up scripture at the same time and answering calls and playing audio clips and looking for music because I don't always plan ahead of time what music I'm going to play. I also like to I like to um I like to follow the Holy Ghost and see what he wants to what he wants me to play. So, um I like to I like to do that. I'll I'll be back with you shortly.
Definitely is our majesty. <laughs> totally awesome. I love that song. One of my favorites. Let's see, we have about 27 minutes left, give or take. Left off at He is Good and His Mercy Endures Forever. <laughs> The Holy Spirit and worship is going to talk about right now. The Holy Spirit, he is our comforter, our counselor, helper, advocate, intercessor. He's our strengthener and our standby. In Ephesians 5, verses 18 through 20, it says, And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I was talking a little bit about that earlier um, tonight. We need to be filled and keep being filled with the Spirit. Speak to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord, and so do I. That's what we need to do to to be filled and stay filled. We need to give give thanks always for all things. And wrapping it up tonight. I'm going to, uh, no, New Testament worship is spirit-led and proceeds from the anointing, not the flesh or the mind. Um, maybe, for example, you know, we don't we don't want it to be, as I, as I just said, we don't want it to be of the flesh or the mind. We don't want it to be a religious sort of thing. Uh, of the flesh, I'm trying to think of examples that would be good examples, but um, at this moment I can't. <laughs> if I think of one, I will come back to you. Uh, good ways to to worship us and uh, to worship God is uh, through anointed music. Just because uh, there's a song by a Christian person, I'm not talking about anybody in particular, I'm just saying just because a Christian writes a song and makes the music does not mean that song is anointed. It could just be a nice song with a nice a person with a gifted voice, but do you feel the anointing when you hear that song? Uh, if you're listening to a, a radio or to just um, a just something music playing in different um, oh how do they say that thing where it plays anyway it plays and just jumps around and and picks a song for you well. 
like I said, do you feel the anointing when when you hear that song? Or you just think, oh, they have a nice voice, that's nice music, and I like the song, I like the words, but it's the same with preaching, really. But we're on the subject of worship here, but be sure and look for the anointing, feel the anointing when you when you play music or when you hear music, and be careful what you let into your heart, because we need to protect our heart with all dil- diligence. Proud of it, slow the issues of life. So we need to protect what we hear, what we see, what we say, and what we think. And we need to listen to music that have lyrics that glorify God. Those would be the word content would be have words of power, words of faith. They wouldn't just be mere words. They would be powerful. My pastor has often said it, which I, I, I tend to agree with him. He said that the way you can tell us if there's a song that's really anointed and really of the Holy Spirit is you'll hear the song and then when hours will pass, maybe days or weeks later, and you'll you know, this you know the song has stopped playing in the natural, but you hear it over and over in your heart and your spirit, and that's how you know it's anointed. You'll hear it in in there. Um, worship is about Jesus. It's not about us. Nothing to do with us whatsoever because it's about Jesus. As I was saying earlier in the show, we come to God and we worship Him and we just focus on Him, not asking for anything, not needing Him to clear up any situation or problem, or but we just lay it down and we come before Him and focus on Him and love on Him it's the highest form of prayer, plus it's the worship. It's, it's, that's the best way to come without any preconceived notions of what you want, but only wanting to please and love on Him, because it's not about us. True worship comes from a humble heart. A person cannot worship with an arrogant heart. So in conclu- in closing in this last little remark here, we've got to just worship the Lord in spirit and in truth and come to him, as I just said, from a humble heart. Worship him from a humble heart and let go of the sin Repent of it. Like I said earlier, something might pop up that we don't know about that that uh, we need to get we need to let go so that we can have that pure and, and holy heart before Him, repentant heart. And I want to just I want to end it there. The teachings. That's uh, this. The first. This first two teachings. Uh, 
um, the let's see the first. I'm going to just give you a thing here. It was the first one was called the first title. This is, of course, my worship, and it's in spirit and in truth. That was the first title. And the second title for the worship is True Worshippers. So that will be True Worshippers and then in spirit and in truth. And then just trying to find this here to give you a heads up for the next three episodes hmm. give you something to just like a head uh, next next class is going to be why we worship him is the title of that one and then the Jesus the resurrection and the life and then the final teaching in this about my worship is he's alive, and I believe that this was done. What well, was done in March um, originally in 2008. Well, in 2008 it was done, and it was done about. Um, I think it might have been done around the uh, Resurrection Sunday, so that's why it says he's alive. Uh, worshiping him. So, and even the train going by is worshiping him. I don't know if you can hear the beep, the tooting of the horn, but <laughs> the train is worshiping. I'm just teasing, but uh, it is uh, with the. I was thinking about how all of creation worships God. Uh, they've even uh, discovered that there's a humming noise that comes from the earth. And it is, it is, uh, I mean, it says that all creation is, uh, worships him. So they find that, uh, so I think it's awesome how all of, all of creation does worship him and and let me see here. I was just looking around because, like I said, I do more than one thing when I'm here. I do more than that. I do, besides talk, that is, I do much more than that. I talk. I I follow the Holy Ghost. I look up Bible scriptures, you know, Bible verses. I I monitor the chat room. I answer calls. Sometimes I make outgoing calls from the studio. I search for and play the songs um, or the audio clip that I feel I that I want to play. And um, see what else. Might have mentioned, you know, look up scriptures and um, and then I I sometimes will send. Uh, haven't been on Facebook recently. For a while, it's a bit distracting, so I've I've taken a break from that. But when I was on there, I would I would um, promote 
promote the the you know the radio and the show and what was going on with it and from time to time quite a lot i would i would um i would be uh, messaging people back and forth so on facebook and just two other things emails i check the emails and speaking of email if you have any prayer requests testimonies comments or questions feel free to email me at firetalkradio2 that's number 2 at yahoo.com that is firetalkradio2 with a number 2 at yahoo.com I'd love to hear from you and uh, try and give you a a um, reply and also I'd love to have you follow me on my home page at blogtalkradio.com forward slash fire talk radio 2 yes you guessed it a number 2 <laughs> that's blogtalkradio.com forward slash fire talk radio 2 the number 2 that's B L O G T A L K R A D I O dot com forward slash F I R E T A L K R A D I O and then the number two. Also you can check out and like my Facebook page at Facebook dot com forward slash fire talk radio two with the number two. (laughs) If you've never been baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, and you want to be, then just repeat this prayer after me to say, Jesus, you're the baptizer in the Holy Ghost and fire. And I'm asking you right now, to fill me with the Holy Ghost and fire, with the evidence, ging, and other tongues. Amen. Fire, fire, filled, filled, filled in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, a fire God right now. Fill him, Jesus. Fill him, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Now just start speaking it out, and, and if, not in any language that you know. Uh, that you know English or whatever that language is, just let the syllables, the heavenly language, come out. And don't think about it. Just just open your mouth and let the Holy Ghost take control of your vocal cords. There you go. Keep on speaking it. Speaking it. There you go. Keep on speaking it. There you are. There you go, louder. That's it. Keep on doing it now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for giving them their prayer language. Thank you, Father. And you keep on keep on speaking it, and it, before you know it, you get more syllables, you get more dialect, or if you want to call it that, and you'll have your prayer language will expand. And if you haven't gotten it yet, don't worry about it. Uh, stand on the Word of God. 
and uh, faith, have faith in him that his word will come to pass because his word does not return void, but it uh, uh, does not return void. So it, it will happen. There have been testimonies of people going about doing their daily chores or doing the dishes, and all of a sudden they start speaking in tongues. It's probably because they weren't thinking about it. They were just thinking about doing the dishes, so they weren't really thinking. Um, they didn't let their head get in the way, so don't, don't fret about it. You will, yeah, I believe and stand with you. It's just God's going to give it to you. So, And once again, that number for prayer that I gave earlier is 866-857-4837, or it is 866-85-RIVER. So eight six six eight five R I D E R. You just look for the numbers on your phone that coincide with the letters, and you can go to revival dot com. I think I've about made all the announcements that there is to make, and the next, um, like I said, I'm going to be finishing up here with the series and. Three more, three more lessons to go, and I'm going to finish it up by by the end of this by the end of this uh, month. So that will be at my show is at eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Monday, Friday, and Saturday, and sometimes in between. If you want to uh, go and check out the archives, I know you'll be blessed. Just go check out the archives. You can list all the archives. Every show I've ever done is still uploaded. So you can listen to those. And uh, then join me live and let me hear from you. Leave a comment or a question or I'd love to hear from you. And just know that you are loved. You are loved. You are loved. You are valuable. You are precious. You are priceless. You are accepted in the beloved. You mean so much to him. He loves you so much, and so do I. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand and envelop you in his love. Well, if I guess... If I was to leave you guys with one thing and number one thing that God has been screaming at me from the rooftops um, these past couple of years is that my worship to Him is way bigger than any song I sing. Um, it's way bigger than any church service I attend. Or My worship to Him is literally the life that I live conversations my thought life everything that makes me who I am when I offer that to God along with my songs along with because that is worship when I offer all that makes me who I am to Jesus Christ then I'm really worshiping him in spirit and in truth I want you to think about that as we sing this next song and just ask Jesus to come in you know we can't change ourselves but we can only surrender to the power that changes us and that's into the power of Jesus Christ.
Minded speeches from Geico. Hardship. My grandmother would go through it every month to pay her insurance bill. First, she would handwrite a paper check in cursive. Then, using her own tongue, she would wet a stamp for an envelope. Today, however, we need not weary our hands and tongues. Today, we can pay our Geico bill with the Geico app. Away with hardship, in with bill pay on the Geico app. Thank you. <laughs> 